0: what's going on everybody this is the all things sports podcast uh episode number five Mm. Mm. we have lots to get back into because this is the first week we recorded since hurricane Irma uh came through south florida well florida in general really yeah Unfortunately. The whole damn state. Um last week we didn't get a chance well we had a chance to record, but we figured, you know, with the hurricane and everything going on,
1: None preparations,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe power wouldn't be back. Some people still don't even have yeah. power, you know, thank God I do. But um, you know, if you are listening, thanks. Uh if you guys need any help or anything like that, if you're listening, you know, just email us and we could see what we can do uh for help. Um But a lot of things did happen uh, over these past two weeks in the sports world. So, you know, what we're here to do is let everybody know what happened and how we feel about it, I believe, right? That's how it is. That's what we do. So let's get right into it. Um, Mm A couple things with this hurricane. I know that um, this hurricane came through and, you know, damaged a lot of South Florida, even the Keys, obviously. Mm -hmm. You can't even recognize them. Western. Uh, west side of Florida, whatever they call, you know, that
1: area, yeah. Tampa Bay. Area. Marco Island, Naples, yeah, Tampa, Sad. Jacksonville, record floods in Jacksonville. That's crazy. Yeah. And this shit was like a, I don't even know if it was a category one when it hit Jacksonville That's and wild. they were still flooding. It's crazy. Florida's underwater.
0: I did hear that the uh, roof at the
1: AAA got
0: damaged, minor damage, no leakage or anything like that. But I saw like a picture and the roof was
1: like off to the side. They should, have that. they should have that fixed before the season starts. Yeah, for sure. They've got like over like a month and a half. And a trillion dollars. True. Because they got more than enough to fix that roof. And staying on that topic, um, Mickey Harrison, I guess the Harrison family's also, they pledged, I think it was a uh, 10 mil towards Hurricane Irma relief. And then they're also given a Rook 2, Jay Rich, that four-year, 42 mil right. uh, extension that he was looking for. That we were all looking for, actually, as Heat fans. We were hoping that we'd keep him around. Hopefully get this extension done before summer's end. Because if he, went, in, uh, if he went into next se- uh, year's offseason as a free agent, we probably would have ended up paying more than 42 mil if for him. If we
0: wanted to keep him that bad. And yeah. I'm sure we did, which is why we locked him up now I at know. a better rate. It was a great move. And you know you have the opportunity to, so why not and obviously he took the deal he doesn't want to explore free agency he knows he wants to play here in Miami he likes the culture so it was i feel like win win for both i think it was a win win yeah he feel earned, like he earned can, that yeah money. he can only get better now you know he's he's 22 years old what is he and he can and he's got so much upside mm-hmm. he's That's, a 6 is he 6-6 six, six almost probably like six, ball. Four, six, the man can ball for
1: real. He was a late second round pick. They're
0: saying now he might be able to compete with the starting forwards, Rodney McGruder and um, Justice Winslow for that spot. I could spot. see it because he,
1: he's strong on defense. Mm-hmm. And he's I not a
0: great it. ball handler, which is something he's trying to get better at. So he can play, obviously, the guard, bring the ball up court. And Tyler Johnson's working on that as well.
1: Right. Um, but, yeah, that's why they don't have him running the one at all. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I think both – the
0: Speaking of both of them, they can both only get better from now. They're really young, so high
1: ceilings for them. If he keeps that confidence. I know you remember his rookie year when he – that second half of the year when he led the, the entire NBA in three-point percentage. That man, he was – his confidence was through the roof. Well, and he went and to he, the playoffs and, and played great. Yeah. He He was posterizing people in yep. the playoffs his rookie year. Yep. This kid out of nowhere, late second-round pick, I think it was a great move for our Miami Heat. Um, staying on – Topic with the Miami
0: Heat, I heard that Dion Waiters got an incentive, has an incentive for his deal that he signed this summer, and it's basically an extra million, 1.1 million, if he plays in 70 or more games. So if he stays healthy,
1: <laughs> here's a million dollars. I think we would all benefit. From Dion playing seventy or more games, Exactly. especially as fan, we want to see Dion for eighty-two games. Put it that way, yeah, I want to watch right? that man every night. Had he,
0: had he stayed, you know, eighty-two games or at least seventy games last year, we'd have a way better record. You know, obviously in the start of the slump when we weren't playing great, he wasn't there to help. Um, Justice Winslow then went down, and then you know Dion came back, and then right before,
1: when we were going on that stretch of greatness, he got hurt. He, he hurt got his hurt ankle. twelve games before. Seasons end, and we ended up going six and six in those last twelve games. It really hurt us. It really did. Dion's a big part of this team. So. This this new Dion that found his home, really. Mm-hmm. We're glad to have him.
0: I love that dude. Yeah, Philly Cheese. Hell yeah. Shout out to Philly Cheese. We got to get him on there, on the
1: show. Yeah, all right. <laughs> On The show. This ain't no damn show. On the show. It'll be a show one day. My man, uh, Goran Dragic, the Dragon. I haven't been really watching. Eurobasket. I don't watch Eurobasket, but I've been following, because obviously I follow all the Heat dudes on Instagram, Twitter. Ooh. I've been following it. And, bro, Dragic is in mid-season form over there playing for his uh, his home country. And one three-pointers, bringing the ball down full speed. They just knocked out Pau Gasol's uh, España team.
0: I just, I just hope he um, stays healthy and, and in shape. I know he's going to stay in shape, but, you know, this could wear him down. But... He's the type of player
1: just full of energy. So he wants that medal. He wants that medal. I don't think I don't think it'll slow him down. I, he looks like he's in great shape right now, yeah. and he should keep the goatee. To be honest, <laughs> I think he should. He should keep that beard. I think it adds something to his game.
0: Let's see. Let's see. So, uh, moving on from basketball, we did have a lot going on in football. Obviously, with going through week one, you know, we saw the Thursday night game. We saw the Sunday game. Well, I didn't see all the Sunday games. I didn't see any games. I had no power I mean, all
1: day on Sunday. All the, all the local, chan- like ABC, local channels, like ABC, CBS, showing. they were all showing the hurricane uh, recap. So. so for South Floridians, we didn't get to experience, you know, our... I couldn't watch anything till the Sunday night game. That was the first game where they, they were like, all right, we're going to turn the hurricane shit right, off. Right, right. put the game on.
0: But at that point, I they said that they would have it on the NBC Sports app for free. But I didn't have only on a device, on a tablet or a laptop. So you couldn't watch it off your phone. And I didn't have Wi Fi. Right. Since I didn't have power. So we were all fucked up. I just on. couldn't watch it. And I mean, I'm excited for this Sunday. It's going to be like my kickoff, you know? Right. Like, this, is, this is it's week one for sunny. South like, Floridian. It's crazy. On Monday, it was the most beautiful day outside. It was sunny, it was hot, it, was, it looked like a beach day. And you just see all the trees down and, and the power your, lines. And your neighborhoods down. flooded.
1: Oh, man. But yeah, South Floridians and should I say, Western Coast Floridians with uh, the Bucks? Like, we didn't have a week one because yeah. they played each other yeah. and now. Dolphins They've got to go, like, 16 weeks straight now, I'm pretty sure. I don't think they get a bye week.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because now
1: Tampa Bay,
0: so ironically that Tampa Bay and the Dolphins play in the same state and they had the same bye week and they played in week one. And Hurricane Irma comes week one on Sunday, so they couldn't host a game. And their bye week was both that week, so it was just like here, just use your bye week now. It's not like they had to revamp the whole schedule, but it does mess them up in a sense of now they don't have a bye week, not being able to you know take a week during the season to take a break, go go be with their family. It's going to be like you said, sixteen straight weeks of, of football. But I mean, hey, that's what you're we'll getting you get paid for. You know what I mean? It's what you get paid for, millions of dollars. So if they were asking you to go out to do it for free, I'd be in an argument, but.
1: <laughs> let me go make that money in Right I'll play football 16 weeks straight Yeah right I'm I won't tra- I won't contribute it. I tra- won't have <laughs> any stats But not Let tri- me sit yeah. on the bench Behind uh, Brock Osweiler Or somebody So
0: Rookies um, Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt Never fumbled In his college career At Toledo His first carry First carry <laughs> He fumbles He made up for that but, shit But But With the help of Justin Houston, Alex Smith, Andy Reid, you know, these coaches and players, veterans on a good team with a positive mindset, you know, let them know, get back in it. Playing the Super Bowl championship. We're going to feed you. Yep, playing playing the Patriots in New England yep. opening day. And they blew, them, the out. They blew them out. After the championship presentation. Kareem Hunt took the ball after that and didn't stop from there. Coach, no. The coach told him, we're going to feed you. Like, catch your breath, because we're going to feed you. Yeah, I heard him. So, you know, he had a very exciting week, uh, and a couple other rookies did as well. I know Leonard Fournette rushed for 100 yards. 100 yards, yards yeah. Um, first Jaguar to do that in franchise history, run for 100 yards in, the, uh, in their dig, uh, rookie debut. The first debut. Jaguars running back to run for 100 yards? In their rookie debut. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maurice Jones drew. I mean, I, I would have thought. I know, MJD, Fred you know, Taylor, I yeah.
1: thought. yeah. Byron Leftwich. I'm um, sorry. Dalvin Cook, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dalvin um, Cook broke uh, Adrian Peterson's yeah. Vikings rookie record for rushing yards. And he like, he had beat him one, by like 30 yards or something. 127, I believe. Just under 130. And they fed yeah.
0: him. He had about 30 carries. That, I was watching that game. Like that. that was a really good game. Shout out to Stefan Diggs. Um, <laughs> yeah, he got me that dub in fantasy. Had him in <laughs> my flex. He's, he's actually a monster waiting to pop. Last year, I knew he was going to play
1: pretty good. I didn't think he was elite last year. Um, he looked pretty elite. He did. And Bradford was looking really good. He was making those throws. I mean, there was that one. He just he hit digs in like the um, right outside the pylon, and just mm-hmm. went up and got it. Mm-hmm. Like they look good. Like the Vikings looked dimes. good. Yeah, Dill for Dimes,
0: but their offensive line was protecting. So let's see if that can hold. Up. I know run they have a couple new starters good. on the O line. They signed a couple was pretty people. Pretty good, but.
1: Because, you know, I, mean, I, I had to watch that game. i got to keep my eye on a uh, our rivals. It's long
0: um, I forgot this guy's name, Tariq Cohen. I think it's Tariq Cohen for the Bears. Um, everybody thought, you know, Jordan Howard was going to have a great game. And Tariq Cohen blew him out of the water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you never know. This week is this... Might
1: have to pick him up on the uh, waiver wire. NFL
0: season is week by week. Um, you know, a lot of guys can just come out, have a good game, never hear from them again, or, you know, just... You hear from them one week and they take off from there. Yeah, I was excited to uh, see John Ross, but he was hurt. You know, he hurt his knee. We spoke about that on the last podcast. Yeah. but he's ready to tonight, go tonight. He's he, ready to go tonight. He played tonight, and um, his first <laughs> his first, first carry, his... he fumbled. Yeah, yeah, he fumbled. So I mean, but hey, I mean, you can you see how Kareem Hunt did? He get back in the game. And make a name for yourself. But John Ross didn't. Or let it, you know, get to you. Or I don't know if the Texans' defense was, I guess, that good. But speaking of um, being that good, we made the (laughs) St. Louis Rams, excuse me, L.A. Rams look good. Looked like Um, they were going to win the Super Bowl this year. They scored, what, almost 50 points on us. They dropped 46? Something like that. Yeah, Yeah, 46. It wasn't even 45. 46. And Indianapolis has problems in the quarterback position, obviously. Um, their offensive line has problems. We uh, They just lost Denzel Good. He was probably our best offensive lineman on Sunday. I wouldn't say he's our best offensive lineman, but he was playing the best on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Young guy, and he sprained his wrist, so he needed surgery. He's going to be out for probably half the season. Um Y'all can't catch a break. Vontae Davis is still not playing. Uh, Man, you know, Coach Pagano doesn't switch his quarterback until the fourth quarter of a blowout after you just traded your first-round pick from 2015
1: for a second-string quarterback. The guy playing behind Tom Brady, who's been running your conference for the past 15 years. So, just...
0: Little things that don't add up to good situation. Yeah, if that makes I sense. You. You know? no, I feel you. And speaking of you know injuries and what have you,
1: David Johnson sprained wrist. He's going to be out for how long? Probably three, four months. No. Probably closer to four months. He he'll probably be done for the year, honestly. Alan Robinson. Tore his ACL, done for the year. Eric Berry, bro, he just came oh, back. Man. He just came I, back, bro. You gotta he, feel so bad for that guy. This man came back, had a Pro Bowl year. The man beat cancer, had a, came back, had a Pro Bowl year, signed that extension in the offseason. This guy's a five time Pro Bowler. And then, bro, signs that deal like you said, yeah. And then it was like a six year deal too. <sighs> like they locked, they locked him up for the future, and now. He's out the whole year, torn Achilles.
0: And it's like, as bad as you feel for him, I don't know if I feel worse for Kevin White. We still don't know. I don't even know if, if he's, he's played he's a game even yet. Good. Has he, Kevin White played a snap yet? He hasn't. I don't believe. Well, I, <laughs> he did last week. But what, what did he
1: break? What part of uh, the, what part
0: of the body? Upper body? His shoulder blade. His shoulder blade. So um, hopefully he gets better and can have a good year next year. You know, when they he'll sign be Kaepernick, a fourth year rookie. <laughs> but he'll be. I mean, he's body fresh technically.
1: You know what I mean. He hasn't gotten hit by an NFL player. He, you know, there's a chance he could be like a Joel Embiid of the NFL. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Not even playing. True. Not even playing.
0: He has the the wide receiver prototype height. He's like six four. Yeah. You know, he and we saw we
1: all saw him at West Virginia. We know the man can ball. So um, another
0: injury. Danny Amendola has a concussion. So now the Patriots are. They lose week one. Uh, before week one, they lose Julian Edelman for the year. So now they don't have Julian Edelman going to week two, and they don't have Amendola Amendola, because, well, I'm not going to say they don't have him, but it's Thursday, and he's in the concussion protocol, so it's not looking great. Yeah, um, They're going to play the Saints. The Saints have Adrian Peterson, obviously, and Mark Ingram, who didn't have the best games of their careers you know, versus the Vikings, but it could have been you know Monday Night Football in Minnesota, um, emotional game, I guess. You know, Adrian Peterson. Nonetheless, the Patriots' running defense couldn't stop Kansas City, so yeah. you don't know if that was a one-game problem or if that's going to leak. Because I think
1: Minnesota's defense is elite. We mm-hmm. all know that. Yeah, definitely. But I think that should be a good game. It'll be cool seeing Brady versus Breeze. I like seeing those uh, those quarterback matchups. Mm-hmm. But well, you know how the Patriots do. It's all next man up over there. I know. Obviously your Colts were involved in a trade. They uh like you said earlier in the pod, they dished out uh Philip Dorset for Jacoby Brissett. And I guess maybe if Amandola's out a week, maybe they bring up Dorset and see see what he can do when Brady's throwing him the Makes ball. Sense. And then they've also got Cooks, he's healthy. Uh, and they signed
0: Mike Gillisley. He scored three touchdowns last week. Yeah, man. Yeah. And in Buffalo,
1: I mean he had a you know, he had a decent year, but he wasn't <laughs> but, you know, the, bro, the Patriots can put anybody at running back and they'll, they'll succeed. That's just how it is in New England. That's how it is in Foxborough. We all know that. It's the culture and the chemis- chemistry. We all draft coaching. all New England running backs in fantasy. <laughs>
0: Look at LeGarrette Blunt. He led the league in, uh, touchdowns, in touchdowns last week. Man, had 18 last week, touchdowns. Last year. He had 18 touchdowns last year. That's insane. Um, switching topics, staying in football. Uh, Brian Cushing. Suspended 10 games. This was announced, I believe...
1: Yeah, he'll be out 10 weeks, but Wednesday? it's not an injury.
0: <laughs> um, Performance-enhancing drugs. He got the Ryan Braun suspension.
1: Uh, That's probably the end of his uh, his his run in Houston, I think. And then after that, I mean, who really picks him up? I mean, I think he was good in his earlier years, yeah. like up until recently. Um, but I think it, it kind of s- speaks volumes when you're 30 years old and you're suspended more than half of a season for taking PEDs, which he probably feels like maybe he needs them to play. Maybe he, he doesn't feel like he's got it anymore. Um, But I mean, you can
0: see from, from back then as well, he, his college, when he was at USC, he was, he was big, but then out of nowhere, this dude is jacked. Like, Looks like Brock Lesnar. Mm.
1: Like, come on, bro. But I think it, in bro. the And N- I don't think
0: this is his first PED suspension. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think it's his first
1: one. For all we know, he might have been suspended last year. I don't know. I don't watch the fucking <laughs> Texans. But I think in the NFL, we, we're never surprised someone will fucking give him a chance. We already know that. They'll give him a chance, but they won't give Kaepernick a chance.
2: Right.
1: But the NFL... <laughs> That's how I feel. Roger
0: Goodell was, was asked about this Kaepernick situation and how he's still not playing. And Roger Goodell's response is, I'm not a football expert. Well, well the, the one no. But are you running the NFL? You're just the commissioner of the league. I,
1: I don't know. That's... Like, how, how, do you say, how do you say that? I wish the NFL
0: had had a commissioner like Adam Silver. Yeah. Adam Silver's doing a great job since um, David Stern left the mm-hmm. NBA. And it's been in good hands. Like Ever since Paul Tagliabue left the
1: NFL, Roger Goodell steps in and it's just like... Fuck Roger Goodell. Just They need to let Adam Silver run the NFL too. He can do it. Let him run both. Right. Let him run both.
0: And he doesn't even need to be at
1: the games.
0: Oh, well, he would have to figure out... You know, Christmas Day, is he going to go to the NFL game or the NBA game? Or do both? See, if I'm him, I'm still going to the NBA game.
1: (laughs) Unless, of course, uh, my Green Bay Packers are playing on Christmas. I don't think it ever happens. But um, (laughs) let me hit you with something really cool right now. So Aaron Rodgers, 33 years old, and he needs two touchdown passes in his next 606 attempts. To become the fastest player to reach 300 passing touchdowns in NFL history. This, he's obviously going <laughs> to get it uh, Sunday night against the Falcons. But like the, like, the next closest, I guess right now, the fastest player to 300 is Peyton Manning, who got his 300th on pass attempt 5,306. Wow. And Rodgers right now is sitting at 4,699. Wow. So in 4,700 passing attempts... He's thrown 298 touchdowns. Yeah, and another cool little uh, tidbit. In, in all those pass attempts, he's also only thrown 73 interceptions. Wow. And it's just so you can get an idea of where he matches up with everybody else when they were at this point mm-hmm. in their careers, because obviously he's the youngest of the bunch. Um, when Tom Brady hit 300 touchdowns, he had already thrown 115 interceptions. Wow. Peyton Manning had already thrown 152 interceptions. And uh, South Florida's own Dan Marino had already thrown 169 interceptions by the time they hit uh, that number 300. And these are all-time greats.
0: That just goes to show Aaron Rodgers how he's changed the quarterback position, how he's been one of the best quarterbacks, the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, for the last, Three years, it's like LeBron James and Kevin Durant kind of, yeah, with Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You know Brady is obviously the better, because the rings.
1: Well, they use the rings. He has a better
0: obviously history, and I mean he's played better games, but the, I think the 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 actual player Aaron Rodgers right now. You know where he stands right now is. I mean, even last year he was better than Tom Brady. Obviously, you guys were unhealthy last year. Your defense kind of fell apart. Yeah, so we you lost didn't eight starters. Have a chance in a sense after you guys won how many straight? Like eight. Yeah. So going into the playoffs. You know, I mean, you had your chance. You, we did. You lost,
1: and the Patriots didn't. So you got to give it up to them that our luck just uh, it caught up to us. Yeah. Because we had, like, eight starters yeah. go down on defense. We had our offensive line go down. They had, back. They had like, second and third string D linemen playing O-line in the fourth quarter against the Falcons. It just it caught up to us. That's crazy. Yeah, man. But um, I know you saw that game against Seattle, though.
0: Yeah, Mike Daniels. Shout out to Mike Daniels. He probably was the reason you guys won that game. I think um, so. I saw that he had—he was getting in the backfield, like— he was a running back. Mhm. He the the line couldn't block him. It was weird though because Seattle couldn't block Mike Daniels. They were getting, you know, constant pressure from him all game and on one play I the the play where
1: he stripped Russell Wilson. Are hey, you're talking about where it was seven offensive linemen on Seattle versus uh, the four Mike Mike three. three. Three uh Mike Daniels was the The only only defensive lineman in
0: in three point stance. They had like they had like the like uh the linebacker. It was Luke Jocko or however you say his name. He was the one that was he had a one on one with Mike
1: Daniels, and then the other three dudes who were in the blitz were getting double teamed. But you're double teaming
0: defensive backs and and linebackers. You're not going to double team Mike fucking Daniels. Daniels.
1: Yeah, that's why y'all deserve to lose. So fuck Pete Carroll. (laughs) He's such a hater. (laughs) <laughs> they're a bunch of bitches. Mike Daniels had... said he wishes he could beat the fuck out of all of them on the field. He says he wishes he could. And he, he might... would. He would. He'll fucking Kamehameha their ass. He did a Kamehameha on the field. That man fucks with like Dragon Ball Z and shit. He's like one of those anime geeks, but he'll beat your ass. So, you know, there's nothing you can say about that. That's my dog. He's about not going to win the no
0: Super Bowl, though. Unfortunately, I think if the Seahawks play the Packers in the Playoffs, as I said it's before. Gonna, it's
1: going to be just as ugly as depending that. Depending
0: on who's at home, Packers were at home, see. But I believe the Seahawks uh, at the end of the season will be in a better uh, situation than the Packers this Maybe. year. Maybe.
1: That's well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, no, we'll see. Um, I respect it.
0: Real quick, I wanted to hop into baseball. I know there's some baseball fans out there, not as many. Um, I don't know why people seem to hate on baseball or say it's boring. If you're that person, um, go watch a baseball game. Um, preferably not in Miami. <laughs> uh, go watch a good game. Go to the Yankees games when you go to New York on vacation. Go see a Red Sox game in Fenway. You know, go to a... Maybe a Cleveland Indians game? <laughs> okay. So, Cleveland Indians. That's where I was getting to. As of tonight. 22 wins straight.
1: That's crazy. That's
0: the second longest streak in MLB history. I know um, this.
1: Behind... The San Francisco Giants, who had won 26 in a row back when um, the milkmen and all of them were uh, <laughs> throwing throw yeah. throw tossed back in those days. Yeah.
0: So basically, this is the longest streak since it mattered. In the modern era, really. And 22 straight, that's you play three games in a series or four games sometimes,
1: they're just sweeping everybody. <laughs> That's what, that's what the, it is. The whole calendar just <laughs> says dub, W. Dub, dub, w, dub, dub, they, dub.
0: They're playing like the Warriors were playing in 2016 um, when they had that. 2013 heat. Exactly. With LeBron. Yeah. So We, we miss you, bro. <laughs> He's in Miami right now. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, it's just crazy. And now Andrew Miller, their bullpen pitcher, one of the best pitchers that they had last playoffs is now off the injured list. Is off the DH. The DL, excuse me. What's wrong with me? So the rich get richer, if you will. Okay. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. But I mean not everybody's gonna carry that forever, obviously. Twenty two wins, there's gonna be a loss. The playoffs are gonna come. They're not gonna win the World Series by sweeping everybody. Yeah. You know, so um right now what they're doing is keeping themselves With home field, you know, they're keeping a comfortable distance from the next team. But once the playoffs start, everybody's 0-0. Even if they're riding a win streak, it's not going to matter, which they're not going to be riding that win streak, in my opinion. How many more games are there? Can't be more than 15. We're in September already, so postseason starts probably in the next two weeks actually so I don't know but there shouldn't mm-hmm. be too many more games left um, good for them though because that, that's like that's,
1: that's some historical definitely. that's some historical and, and Cleveland shit. deserves it they
0: were saying who do you think is going to lose first or what do you think would happen first the Browns
1: win or the Indians lose The, I think the Browns might win before the Indians lose, to be honest. The
0: only reason I don't know is because we have to wait till Sunday, obviously, and they would have to win at least three more, two or three more times before the um, Browns
1: would have a chance to play on right. Sunday. I mean, they're playing Baltimore, who I'm pretty sure they lost Joe Flacco. I think – didn't he get hurt? Mm, I swear, if I'm wrong right yeah, now. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I'm sorry, bro. I don't think he no. got hurt, but um, – I swear, I – I swear, because he was ass last week.
0: Yeah, he hurt his back. Okay, so I stand corrected. But he did say that uh, he's not 100%, but come Sunday, there's no limitations. That was a quote Mm. that I read from Joe Flacco. So, you know, AFC North competitor, Browns, Steelers, Ravens, dirty football, you know. Yeah.
1: Joe Flacco's a tough guy. I think he'll be all right. Yeah, he should be. Even though he only threw 120 yards against the Bengals. <laughs> but he still blew him out. So, you know what? Whatever. They'll probably do the same thing in Cleveland then. I, I take that back. <laughs> I think the Indians will lose first. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think the Browns. But I fuck on. with
1: Deshaun Kaiser. I hope he. Uh, maybe. You know what? I, that's a tough question. You know what? Um, I'll get back to that. I got to
0: look at the schedule. I got to see who the Indians play. I know they play the Royals at least two more times, and they took them to extra innings tonight. And they had with, that walk-off. The magic they walked off. But, yeah, I think the Indians lose before the Browns win. I think the Indians lose before Sunday. Damn, but to see them get that streak, that 26, and beat the
1: real, I, I
0: mean, I guess record, you know, that would be, that'd be pretty cool.
1: It's not like football or basketball where they can really rig it. Cause they, like, you got to hit a fastball yeah. or it, you got to hit a slider. You got to crack the bat. That's how it is. Man, you well, really
0: got to hit a shot, man. That's you got to hit the shot. Football, you got to. Fuck I Roger don't. Goodell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. It all, that's what it all comes down to. Fuck yeah. Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, don't ever listen to this. Just kidding. He's not. Nice He's too busy picking his nose. <laughs> and flicking it. Uh, <laughs> nah, he Roger Goodell eats his boogers. You know that You think so? Yeah right. He like He bites his toenails too <laughs> <laughs> Hey look man <laughs> Stinky ass.
0: Um I was actually reading Something today About Former College football superstar Lendell White He was uh, Co-running back With Reggie Bush In 2005 At USC 2004 Yeah at USC Um Played in the national championship game Where Vince Young beat them Um Basically, he was he let a story out that he used to abuse Vicodin, and obviously we were talking about this pain killer addiction problem in the NFL. And Lendell White says that he believes he had about twenty to thirty concussions in his career, and he only had one of them that was actually evaluated and you know like made known that he had it. So he so he never
1: went pro. Was this no? Like, he was, went pro. No, he went oh, pro. He played oh. for the
0: Titans. He played okay. for the Titans with um, Chris Johnson,
1: like you played oh, okay. at that time See, period. Like no disrespect <clears throat> to him, but this is probably why I never really heard the name because mm-hmm. if he's if he's playing behind Reggie Bush in college and then <laughs> CJ 2K like a, <laughs> in Tennessee. <laughs> no, I, yeah,
0: definitely. But it's crazy because for USC it was like a thunder and lightning. Well, thunder and lightning was Chris Johnson and Lundell White's name. But they had the same role. He had the same role in college where, you know, third down and one or goal line situation, Lendell White's getting the ball in the end zone. Uh, Reggie Bush, first and second down. So when he got to the NFL, Chris Johnson was running first and second down, even third down. But, you know, you need a third and one, third and two or fresh legs. And Lendell White is there, but he's going to be the one to run somebody over. Instead of him around. You right, know? right, right. So it, they complimented each other, and obviously he wasn't the star of the show, but he, he had a, I mean, he still had like a good pretty numbers. good number. Yeah, yeah. and um, he basically was just saying how, you know, with all his um, pain, he was just taking, like, ten Vicodins at a time to numb, to feel the numb. And that's sad, you know. He said he remembered losing consciousness during the game and just waking up and, like, hearing
1: the rest of the play. That's sad, man. That's crazy. Like, uh, there's got to be... I hope they figure out something, uh, like, a just alternate ways to help these guys. They really
0: got to look into medical marijuana, at least start looking. Um, I'm sure they've talked about it, but it doesn't seem like there's been many,
1: you know... It might not be fair, because, uh, you know, Josh Gordon's going to turn into Randy Moss, but, <laughs> but, but, but seriously, like it's just like it's both like there I guess maybe they think they're like helping these guys at first by prescribing them these they have to know at this point that they're, these pills are very addictive mm-hmm. and it's ruining these players mental uh, health it's, it's killing the in like their body like it's it's killing them they're, really they're
0: because they're monsters they're basically controlling
1: them oh you got a, you got hit you got fucking lit up on the last play oh come out oh you're good shine a light in your eye no you don't have you're, your ears not ringing you're yeah. fucking like you're not f- blacking out right before you're about to get the ball handed off No, just go out there put the pads on and play like it's just crazy it is it is um... let him smoke a joint on the on the <laughs> <Yeah>. bench <laughs> that'll fix that'll solve everything how about that Josh Gordon I hope he comes back soon I mean, I, I w-
0: for, for to watch. Yeah, I just hope he if he gets another chance.
1: I hope he does too. He doesn't abuse. You it. saw his numbers that yeah, year. Yeah, and he's he has like the fucking Joel Embiid of of football. Except instead of knees, it's weed. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off the
0: weed. I
1: love Stephen A. I kind of hate him, but I kind of love him. I like him because he's a big Rogers fan. The man shows up wearing like the cowboy hat with the Rogers jersey over his fucking
0: suit. Yeah, so speaking of, you know, ESPN anchors, um one was actually in the news yesterday. She was catching some heat. Uh Jameel Hill. She's actually one of my favorite ESPN employees, if you will. Um I can I, like, say, I can
1: say that about I her. I like too. how
0: she obviously, you know, Numbers Never Lie was a great show with Michael Smith. Um now she's doing SportsCenter at 6 mm-hmm. with Michael Smith. That's right. big. Um they're they're glowing up you know, together. Gi- exactly. Give it up to her. Shout out to her. Um and she expressed her feelings on Twitter towards Donald Trump um which basically came to backlash at her.
1: And it bro, it it's it's like it's like baffling to me because I was like, I'm on Twitter a lot. Like, I I, I follow these like these headlines if someone retweets it on my timeline, whatever, and mm-hmm. I see the White House. Like, you know, they have like the fucking press conferences. Um, they have their communications directors. They have it's like their sixth one since he's been in office because this, this whole administration is a fucking shit show. And they, th- when I say they, I mean the White House. Literally everybody in our White House in Washington DC is calling for Jamel Hill to be fired over her her comment that she made on Twitter. And it's crazy to me that the White the White House, the the, the man exactly who runs the man who runs our country, his administration is attacking pu- is publicly attacking a private citizen of this country. For her free speech. I mean, these fucking right-wing idiots, all they talk about is their free speech, their free speech. God forbid someone says something about Donald Trump that they don't like, and they're calling for her ass to get fired. Like, come on, man. First of all, my initial thought was, does the
0: White House not have more important things to be worried about? um, Than a private citizen? And, okay, so here's where I stand with it. Like... I understand, um, obviously, where Jameel Hill's coming from, 100%. I agree with her tweets. I'd retweet them if they were still there. Right. Um, do I agree with her, how she did it? Maybe not because, you know, she works for ESPN. So putting that out there as a representative for the biggest sports company, it's not, it's not fair for ESPN to have to back you up On your personal belief you know what i'm saying so it's not necessarily wrong of what she said wasn't wrong but how she chose to express it on her stage you know with her with her rankings or whatever you want to say about it i don't think it was fair for espn so yeah on a personal level
1: freedom of speech you know what i mean these motherfuckers Um, jerk off to the the first (laughs) amendment and and god forbid someone on It's not even, like... This shit's not, like, left or right anymore. Like, it's not liberals versus conservatives. It's fucking racists versus people who want civil rights for everybody. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And I guess if you're opposed to people not having civil rights, you're, like, some fucking left-wing cuck, snowflake, whatever the fuck (laughs) these trigger words that they use. And, bro, like... Okay, so she she didn't even, she didn't like threaten Trump or anything. All she said was, he, I don't even know what the fucking thing is. She said that he's he's a white
0: supremacist that basically is is gathering a bunch.
1: He panders to these other white supremacists. And it's crazy because when Obama was president, we had all these, everybody, you know, they go on Fox News, all these like right wing racist motherfuckers. um, Ted Nugent, you know who Ted Nugent Mm. is. How come he can get away with telling Obama to suck on his machine gun? Why can he get away with saying Hillary Clinton should be hanged in public for treason? Those are death threats. He he like he's a public figure, he's a mm-hmm. musician. Nobody gives a fuck about him ex- unless you suck your sisters tits or whatever. <laughs> unless you're one of those motherfuckers but like it's it's so crazy to me. Like yeah. Like, where were you when, when they were saying that shit about the president? Like, threatening death on the president. And now, Suck on my
0: machine gun. Uh, um, but someone, you know, someone educated, disagrees with educated, his ideologies. successful woman of color that works for the biggest right? sports
1: company. And it's um, funny. It's always... Not that it's funny, but the reality... It's always the women of color who are at the forefront of these, like, civil... these In today's age, these civil rights... Yeah. Movements you see like Black Lives Matter, the the three or four ladies who started that and then yeah. Jamel Hill who looks like she's starting like the revolution at ESPN. I know I saw Mike Wilbon, Jay Adonde yeah. like Standing everybody like everybody's back. I think her.
0: everybody needs to back her up at ESPN because
1: I think they do too. Um, she needs that support and I think she's right. I mean anybody with a like Common 1% sense. of a brain can see that this this man in the oval office panders to these white supremacists he makes them feel comfortable he f- he he feeds on their fears of immigrants and mm-hmm. oh, they're taking your jobs and like all and it it like i, I can talk about this I, this podcast will be 29 million hours long if it, like i'll well, get carried of away trump, it, this is crazy
0: um, speaking of trump Floyd Mayweather <laughs> Had oh, some man. things to say about an old Trump line
1: that tape, that Insider Edition tape. That yeah, came
0: the grab her by the. I'm not gonna say you know what. Um, yeah, what do you got? Floyd Mayweather basically said that he's Donald a real, Trump he's a real is man. a real man for saying that, and basically, you know, he was just talking "quote unquote" locker room talk, and uh, all real men speak like that. I mean, no nah, no, we don't, no. Uh, what is, I don't know what Floyd Mayweather's version of a real man is. I don't think I have a definition of a real man.
1: I just kind of I don't think he has any say in right the matter. Right and wrong is you know how I many think- times this man has like beaten his wife, beaten his girlfriend, like yeah, respect in, in front of his kids. I feel a- after I heard this shit, I already knew Floyd Mayweather was a, was a piece of shit from all from all that like previously, but like I I regret it's not that I was really rooting for him against McGregor I just knew he was going to win mm-hmm. but damn I feel bad like I I feel like shit inside knowing that I mean I was like pulling for this dude and he he's such a shitty human being he really is I, like I'm yeah. uh, it's like it, I'm 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 done like it, I'm glad
0: he's done with boxing cuz
1: I obviously admired his his Craft. He's very he was as very talented, person, like I, one I of the best of all time. I don't time. really
0: have respect for him as a boxer obviously, you know, boxing has nothing to do with what he says in the public eye has nothing to do with what he did in his past. Obviously, you know, it affects him, but it's a sport nonetheless, and how he performs is not how he acts. Now, as far as what he says in real life and and you know, his arrogant persona that, you know, he carries outside Absolutely. of boxing,
1: is is a total different he's creature. She's just, just a shitty human being, straight up. And it, it, like, damn, there's so much shit going on. That's it, this it, this shit pisses me off. Fuck Floyd Mayweather. I I regret. I regret everything. I regret. I'm gonna go delete the tweets from the night of the fight because I don't want to be. <laughs> asso- so I don't. Butthurt. I don't want to be associated You're with so that butthurt.
0: shit. It's not that serious. But um, uh, Jamil Hill, we're with you. We realized that what you said was not wrong. How you feel is not wrong. Um, I'm glad you expressed it. Somebody had yeah. to. And I appreciate the fact that you did as one of the bigger women of ESPN. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: You know, so. If not the, probably the most popular ESPN. Um, woman. carry Champion,
0: have. you know, hey, hold on, bro. But, exactly. Um,
1: it's always the strong women of color, man.
0: I wanted to get into the
1: questions that we had. Okay. I know we did get a
0: couple. We got a couple. We, got some, <laughs> we got some this
1: week. We got some this week. We're going to try questions and, in the you know, we got real for, uh, for
0: a minute, but. Back on the sports uh, podcast tip, we got a question from Justin Yap. Um, he's asking, which NBA All-Stars from last year do you think don't make the all-star team this year and which players make it this year that didn't make it last year? And
1: I think that's a great question. That's a fucking awesome question. Thank you, Justin, (laughs) for giving us something to talk about.
0: I I saw it in the email and I was like, ooh, can't wait. wait." Thank Um, you.
1: We're about to get into this. So basically, I'm going to go over who I
0: think um, did make the all-star team last year, but won't this year. And I guess I'll start off with DeAndre Jordan. Um, Chris Paul's gone. Chris Paul was the reason DeAndre Jordan, to me, was as good of a player as he was. I agree. Um, So with Chris Paul being gone, uh, with Rudy Gobert's rise in the West as being a better five, uh, I think he's better than DeAndre Jordan, you know, one and one. And I think that Gobert is more of a focal point to his team this year than DeAndre Jordan is. Um, I
1: agree. Gobert is, in my opinion, the best center in the league on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive. DeMarcus Cousins got
0: that to me easily. But another player that I don't think will make it that did make it last year, uh, Mark Gasol. And that's not taking anything away from Mark Gasol because, you know, he still is an all-star caliber center. One of the best centers, and he's probably the top three you know, best centers in the league. Um, But I think that with Paul Millsap leaving the Eastern Conference, coming to the West, I think Paul Millsap has an opportunity to take that spot. Because he is an all-star. That's not to – exactly. And that's not to mention, you know, if Chris Paul slips in over Clay Thompson. You know, I'm not even going there. Or if a Damian Lillard comes in, you know. Because who's to say that James Harden will have a great season again next year but who's to say that Damian Lillard just won't have a better season or even better than Seth Curry numbers-wise? You know what I'm saying? So the West just has too many players to me. Um, Obviously, there's not enough for everybody but that's who I'm going to go with in the West and in the Eastern Conference. I'm going to start in Cleveland with Kevin Love. I think that I think he's going to have a really good year. But like I said, there's just not enough space. Um, I think that a player like Gordon Hayward leaving the Western Conference, coming to the East, can take that front court spot from Kevin Love. I think he'll be more productive, obviously, because he's more of a focal point to his team's offense than Kevin Love is. Kevin Love is a third option, whereas Gordon Hayward's going to be option one or two. In Boston,
1: um, I was gonna say I think Hayward takes Jimmy Butler's spot since okay. they essentially swapped conferences. Okay. Really, okay, that's true. That's what true. my thought was. True, I, that's a good that's a good way to look at it. But then again, Paul George also is going from east to west, so that opens that spot. Also, I didn't even
0: think about Paul
1: George. Yeah, no disrespect. Some some of those dudes went it's, west. It opens up spots in the east. Yeah, which is where and that's I am gonna get into when, yeah, when we get there.
0: I think a player like Kyle Lowry. Um, doesn't have an all-star year. I think he has a good year, solid year. I don't think he has an all-star year. And DeRozan
1: will probably make it still.
0: DeRozan will definitely make it. Yeah. He's an elite scorer. Um, I think a player like, he
1: was the start, one of the starting guards.
0: Yeah. I think a player like Bradley Beal is in contention to take Kyle. Lowry's spot. Dion waiters. Look out for him. I don't know. He's my dark horse, but Dion waiters definitely is going to be playing at an all-star level. Um, If he stays healthy. And Carmelo Anthony. I don't think Carmelo Anthony makes it this year. I think that...
1: He was an injury replacement. Yeah.
0: He didn't even make it last year. No, he didn't make it. Um, He came in for... I forgot who it was, but he was an injury replacement. And I'm looking for another, like, dark horse, I guess, is is Whiteside. Um, Whiteside can average 17... And 14 easily. He did that last year. He can be a 20-15 Can guy. he average 20 and 15 next year? And I'm excited to see, honestly. If he does that or a 19-16, you know, and he doesn't get any all-star recognition, it's blatant. It's blatant disrespect. So, those are my guys who I think, um, you know, who I think made it last year but won't. And it's not really due to lack of skill or regression, but more... Obviously, more skill going to the Western Conference, making it tougher. Less uh, skill in the Eastern Conference opening up for more opportunity for other players to get recognition.
1: Right. Um, so the second half of that question, uh, Justin, he asked, which players do we think make it this year that didn't make it last year? And uh, I know Julian mentioned Whiteside. I think, honestly, I think last year he should have made it. Um, Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just our entire state. Maybe that everybody's just not paying attention to our uh, Miami Heat. But um, I think Whiteside, up there with Joel Embiid, mm. I think if Embiid can stay healthy yeah. as well, I think he, he might give Whiteside a run for his money because, and I'm, I'm only saying this because the Sixers have, like, social media behind them, if you, yeah. if you understand what I'm yeah. saying. Like, the yeah, memes and, and NBA Twitter. And, and Joel
0: Embiid himself. You know, and Whiteside's another social media. Yeah, both of them.
1: They're very like marketable, like just genuinely good dudes. I think
0: Joel Embiid does beat Whiteside
1: on that offensive game. I think so too. So, Um, I think with Paul Millsap going west, um, I think Porzingis is probably going to take his spot next year. Okay, I think Porzingis makes his first All Star game. Okay. Um, uh, we mentioned Paul George going west i think um and also with probably what i mean i know Kyle Lowry just signed that uh 3 year 100 million dollar deal this off season but um i think like you like you said also uh Bradley Beal i think Bradley Beal might uh join John Wall at the all-star game this year um, my dark horses um Dion Waiters i think as as a player, when like when he was healthy last year, he had this he had like that swag about him, and everybody confidence. everybody who watches the NBA, he had their attention. Right. People were really watching him. They were watching the Miami Heat. They right. saw Deion Waiters out there every night. With Goran Dragic, James Johnson, uh, like Hassan Whiteside, they saw them balling, and Dion, like you know, he loves the spotlight. Yeah, he, it, yeah. he goes out there and balls, and I think if the if he stays break. healthy and he he start he puts up those numbers, he's averaging over twenty a game with like five and five or six and six, he's putting up good numbers, and the Heat are winning basketball games. I think he really could, yeah. uh, I mean, potentially make the, the bench. The only thing is that I know that. With the Heat style
0: of play, you know Deion Waiters doesn't even necessarily have to average twenty-five and five or six and six. That's it's a twenty a game is not a stretch, but five and five might be. So, but that's more because the Heat play unselfish basketball, right. positionless basketball. You know they don't look for one guy to score the ball. So it's it's not to take away from his game, but it's more of how good the team can be together that makes everybody you know, personally less appealing.
1: And I think we saw flashes of that last season when um, when the team really looked like they were meshing together. Yep. Um, and then also uh, Ben Simmons, I think, if if he comes out and he plays like everyone thinks he's going to play. And once again, like I, I said with Embiid, um, bro, the 76ers, they have the entire, like, nba behind them their fans yeah. are even when they're losing game their fans are so committed and they're just they're cracking jokes they're they're posting those they're like memes Browns, they're yeah. all over nba twitter like nba reddit they're just they're having a good time and they've got a big following behind them like and i i give credit to uh Embiid for that uh, yeah. just the way he is off the court um and then in the West. I I think it's a lock really. Um like you mentioned maybe Marcus Solar, DeAndre Jordan, probably. Uh they don't have that maybe that popularity about them cuz it's the the All-Star games a popularity contest. Right. Everybody knows that. Um Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, he's mm. he's a top 15 player in the NBA and he's right. only going to get better. I think he probably takes one of those spots. Um potentially a starter even. I mean, the kid is unbelievable. Definitely. Um I think maybe uh, like you said with Clay, um, not Clay. Well, yeah, Clay and uh, CP3. Um, who knows what's going to happen there? And I think maybe this might be the year. Maybe Damian Lillard makes his first All Star game. Mm-hmm. I'm always rooting for that. I think he they gets. I think he s- gets snubbed every year. Put some respect on his name. And then Rudy Gobert, <laughs> who I think is the best, if not a top two, top three easily the best defensive center in the league which right it doesn't look it doesn't always look pretty even though he's winning you games and just shutting down the paint um but like i said it's a popularity contest um but yeah that's pretty much who i think will make their first all-star game this okay year. and that like we said
0: that was a good question so we appreciate that justin
1: um and we also got uh, some football questions from my boy chris uh fuck it up i miss you i'll see you at work this weekend um He's an Eagles fan, so I know he probably wanted to hear our input on how uh, his boy Carson Wentz looked in week one. He asked me, is Carson Wentz the real deal or should we expect regression? I'm guessing based on how he played against the Redskins uh, this past weekend. Um, um, I know only four quarterbacks this weekend threw for over 300 yards, and Carson Wentz was up there. He was one of them, along with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he, he completed 67% of his passes, two touchdowns, one pick. I didn't see the pick. I don't know if it was his fault. Um, but those numbers are pretty good, especially against a, a Washington team that – did they make the playoffs last year? No. No? Oh. Um, well, I mean, you're going up against a, div- a division rival. Right. You're, it's your sophomore we, year. People expect you to be in a slump. And you start off the year throwing for 300 yards and two touchdowns, almost 70% of your passes completed I think that's a pretty solid outing to be yeah. honest with you
0: um, I, I do I'm gonna say well one shout out to the Eagles my sister is a big Eagles fan I was born in Pennsylvania blah 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 so I have a respect for the Eagles it's you know it's, right. it's Philly <laughs> True. how you can't <laughs> can hate on Philly it's all love for so Philly, yeah. Carson Wentz um, coming into going into the draft in 20 last year
1: 2015,
0: it 2016, yeah. Um, hmm. I thought he was a better quarterback than Jared Goff. It showed that he's more NFL ready than Jared Goff. Right.
1: Um, I think he was in a better
0: situation. Too. I, yeah, he was definitely in a better situation, but he, but I as mean, far when it came as, down to it, he played better. Exactly. Yeah. The stats, you know, the stats are going to prove it. Now, he's a big arm type guy. You know, he's he he he, he, he can lead a team. I feel like he's mature enough. But the Eagles aren't ready yet. Right. The Eagles, they have a wide receiving core this year that they put together that is really threatening uh, with Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Nelson Aguilar, who he hopes to have a better season. He looks like he's healthy and he looked good obviously in, uh, running good. Game, yeah. um, if they can stay healthy and play the way that you know we know in Alshon Jeffrey to play, a Torrey Smith to play, a Zach Ertz to play and then USC Nelson Aguilar, then I don't see why Carson Wentz would regress. Um, he should only be getting better at this point. I agree. He's healthy. He's young. He's mobile. Yeah. You know, he he he's a leader. He's so built like a lion. I guy. like Carson Wentz as one of the better, younger quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, I, I like a Mariota and Winston, Jameis, Derek Carr, yeah, those guys. Yeah, but he's like he's, he's like, he's a, like he's tier
1: like two right below. of young
0: quarterbacks. Yeah, so I, I expect uh, Carson Wentz to get better from now. I don't think he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have a good season. I don't think the Eagles are gonna make the playoffs because of their division. I think the Cowboys right. are just a better better uh, better team, and I think the Giants are a better team, definitely better defensively. You know, we saw that the Giants' offense looked. Scarce without Odell, right?
1: And Chris, he did ask about that, so that he actually asked three we questions. We can actually
0: so. get into that one. So,
1: what was that I guess question? We can. Uh, the question was: Should Week One's shit show of an offense, and I, I'm quoting shit show of an offense, because I know he probably hates the Giants at being an, e- an Eagles fan, um, should Week One's shit show of an offense be the breaking point for Odell to be one of the highest-paid wide receivers in the NFL? Good point. That's a good point because... The Giants look like shit on Sunday night.
0: You know, it's Eli... I think Eli Manning's time running out. So without having Odell um, adding Brandon Marshall, a new receiver, to the core and starting the season off kind of like on your left foot, I guess, it didn't really help and not having a running game.
1: They don't have a running game.
0: So they're going to be expecting Eli to throw the ball 45 times a game and Eli's getting kind of old for that. But to answer the question, I do in fact believe that, you know, Odell that this shows that Odell should be one of the game's highest paid players. Antonio Brown is one of the game's highest paid players and it's because of his production
1: in right. Pittsburgh. Right. Uh Hopkins, he just became the highest the most the the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history they gave him 5 years 80 mil
0: Stafford they just gave him the biggest contract in NFL history because of production so you can't tell me a guy like Odell Beckham shouldn't be a high paid player or one of the highest if not the highest paid player because of production
1: because he produces every time he's on the week field. in week out and we know we know his his caliber we know what type of player he is. And, he,
0: and you, he's like an Ocho Cinco where you know he's fooling around. You know he, he takes things lightly a lot. But when the helmet is on, you can't stop Odell. And Odell will tell you he's going to run a slant route and he'll run a slant route and catch a touchdown. Like, right. So yes, I do believe Odell Beckham, especially if DeAndre Hopkins just got paid the biggest contract a wide receiver in the NFL ever got.
1: That's right. my answer. And... Uh honestly, if like one of the main reasons why I do think he probably would be worth that money, um you you see uh, the majority of these throws that Eli gets off to him and they're like fucking they're over his head, they're to like he leads them, he's behind them, but he'll still cast that ball and it reminds me of seeing like Kyrie throwing a lob to LeBron and that shit that it's the most ass pass you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. But LeBron finishes the play. It, like, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Like he's one of those players who picks if, up. if you're trash, he makes you look good. He, like, he, he, he picks up your trash. You throw your candy wrapper on the street, and he picks it up. Yep. Eli throws our candy wrappers on the street. <laughs> and Odell, when he catches it, is like throwing it in the recycling bin. That's how I see it. I think, I think he is worth that money. Uh, So hopefully sometime this year or maybe in the offseason. Same thing with Jarvis Landry, by the way, because they both came in the league together, and he's due for an extension as well, and I would hate to see him leave Miami. Um, Chris also asked uh, his third and final question. Kareem Hunt, is he the real deal, or was his week one performance against the Patriots a fluke? Shit. Ah. I I don't really know. I didn't really get a chance to watch the game, you know, with the with all the hurricane mm-hmm. stuff going on. Yeah. I didn't really. I know he fumbled on his first uh, his yeah, first carry he was of the at game. The
0: supermarket getting water.
1: Yeah, stuck in line for four hours getting gas. But <laughs> um, I know he bounced back obviously in a big way because I actually played Chris in fantasy this week and Kareem Hunt was sitting in his flex with fifty one points when I woke Same. up on Friday Same. and I was like, God damn, this motherfucker's about to blow and, me out. I mean. Do I think he's a fluke? No, uh, I think he's. It might be too early to say he's a fluke, but it might be also it, too early to say he's the real deal. It,
0: I'm not gonna say he's the real deal. Well, his performance again, was the real deal. Yeah, but then we again, don't know you if can't take is. away what he did. So, with Kareem Hunt, this is a guy who ran for over 4,900 yards in college. Uh, 5,500 5, all-purpose yards. Purpose yards yeah. uh, what was it? 45 touchdowns or something yeah. like that never fumbled the ball in college. And like you said, he fumbled the ball in his first carry, bounced back, had the best opening night a running back has ever had in NFL history. So I think he's good. I think he's fine. I don't think we have to worry about, you know, not performing. This guy is not some, some you know, he, he played three, two years in college. And, you know, we, we haven't really seen his resume. It's like, not like he, he didn't he play played all,
1: He played all four years, stayed healthy, never fumbled the ball. And he killed it. We know what he's capable of. And um And with the Chiefs, look how they have so many weapons on offense, bro. Their
0: running back got hurt, Spencer Ware, and we all saw how good of a year he had when Jamal Charles went
1: down. Right. So now he goes down and hopefully. It's Kareem like a Hunt, it's like a next man up situation. <laughs> exactly. I feel like the Chiefs always have a their yeah. running back they've always got dudes coming out of the woodworks to to run that ball.
0: And obviously with Tariq Hill downfield threat keeping those safeties far back, it's only going to
1: help the run game, so right. Um I think at this point, I think um it might be a little too early to to determine if he's the real deal or the fluke. I know as of right now as um going from his freshman year at Toledo to now, um he's obviously off on the right track. He looks like he probably will be the real deal. Uh, we know the, I feel like the Chiefs always have a good running back, and maybe Kareem Hunt is theirs for the future.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, a lot of young running backs out here. Dalvin Cook, like we mentioned. Leonard Fournette.
1: Yeah, man. It was a good year for Christian running Christian McCaffrey. Back. Good year for running backs in the draft. Uh,
0: Saints running back. Amara. Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, Alvin Kamara. He might sneak up and just steal take, all the production the from, from Mark Ingram and AP. Exactly. So, thank you, Chris. I appreciate you asking us some questions, man. Appreciate Here's it. something to talk about. So,
0: speaking of uh, questions, we actually had <laughs> a guest that wanted to call in and um, you know have a conversation with us real quick. So, there goes that. So, what's going on, Jaquan? Yeah,
3: what up? What up? What's going on,
0: man? Not much. Thanks for calling, man. What where you? you where you from? No problem.
3: Yo, I'm from Broward, man. Okay. All right. Uh, for Lauderdale, 95
0: flow. All right, all right. Representing. Okay. So what's going on, man? We we heard you wanted to call. You know, Caleb, Caleb was telling me you you wanted to chat. What
1: are you trying to get into?
3: Yeah, yeah I'm a big fan of the show. So shout out to y'all boys. Appreciate that. We oh, i I just wanted to call in to to drop a prediction. I, I got a bold NBA prediction for the upcoming season. Okay. okay. Go ahead. All right. So, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, Boo. and this is unbiased. But I have Kyrie Irving for the MVP next year. Wow. Kyrie Irving.
0: <laughs> All right. So, before I comment on that prediction, I want to hear why or how you think that's going to happen.
3: Well, first, who won the MVP last year? Westbrook. Right. He's not repeating because he has Paul George on his team. The person who was second, Harden, he just got Chris Paul on his team. That's the top two people out of the running. Next, you got LeBron. LeBron is gonna be his biggest competition. I definitely see LeBron turning out another career year, even Mm -hmm. though it's gonna be his 15th, I believe, year. But I definitely think he's gonna have a good year. The offense is gonna be going through him. He's not gonna be having to share the ball as much as he was before. So LeBron right. is probably the favorite and then you always got Kawhi, but I think the Spurs are gonna take a take a step back. Okay. And then I can I, see that. other than LeBron, I see an intense as competition. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, okay. I think I think the Celtics are gonna have a better record than the Cavs and the Bucks. I think the Celtics are gonna have the best record in the East. I think Gordon Hayward and you know, Al Horford and the Celtics free flowing system is gonna do great things for Kyrie Irving's game. I don't know if he'll average 30, but I see him getting close
0: to 30. Career high in
3: assists. Okay. I, I see the MVP. I okay. feel
0: it. That's respectable. No, I respect it. Yeah, yeah, bets, That's respect. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I I, w- I wasn't sure where you were going to take it, so I was like, uh eh. But what, the points yeah. you made, it's you have to respect it. So I do see LeBron being the biggest competition this year with... Obviously, Kyrie leaving, leaving LeBron to be, you know, he was already head honcho, but now he's like he's head. head nobody honcho. ain't telling
1: me nothing, and we know bro. he's not slowing down. He, LeBron's never slowing yeah. down.
0: My thing is, Steph Curry, I still think is going to be in the running for MVP. Um, Durant, might. Be Kevin Durant, too. might it's it's hard with KD because I feel like he's taken some off due to being obviously with the Warriors now. Right, right. Um, but Curry's yeah. game doesn't really have to change as much because he doesn't have to shoot as much to score as much. And obviously being the starting point guard of the team, the captain of the team, he's going to be leading that team with assists. He's going to lead the team in steals. Um, he, I don't think he'll lead in points because I think Kevin Durant will lead in points. But, you know, Curry is still going to be up there. Kyrie is just I don't think he's consistent enough on both sides of the ball to be an M V P caliber. You know what I'm saying? I think Anna Anta DeCumpo yeah. has a better chance I think Jan, yeah, to, Jan- to win the M V P. But like I said, I respect that. That's a bold prediction and I, you know, we love bold
1: predictions. I think Kyrie definitely has a chance though. I mean, we don't we don't really know how this whole uh Celtics scheme is going to play out yet, but I know Stevens is a great coach. He's a young coach. Um, obviously, they yeah. they've got they've got a good system going right now in Boston because they they did have a better record yeah. than both the Cavs and the Bucks this past year. And I think I'm, yeah. I, I'll probably have to agree with you. I think they will have a better record again. Um, I think if Kyrie just goes out plays the way he plays, um, I mean he's got a new teammate in Gordon Hayward. Who I'm a ja- I'm a Jazz fan as well, uh, along with the Heat. So. Um, I'm very high on him, obviously. I think Kyrie's in a great situation right now. I like
0: Jason Tatum, And too. I think
1: Kyrie, I, I probably have T- uh, Kyrie as one yeah, of my I MVP favorites.
0: Yeah, Tatum, I think Tatum's going to come in and compete for Rookie of the Year. I mean, obviously Lonzo Ball and Fultz will be favorites in the start of the year, but...
1: It's going to be up to those three, really.
0: Tatum is like a scorer at will. And he's a Duke boy. Shout out to Duke.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah, and shout out to Duke for, for, for yeah. to, to
1: Tatum and Kyrie,
3: boy. For yeah, sure, for sure. So, right. yo, we and, appreciate and Gordon you.
0: Hayward because he almost he almost beat Duke. Remember? <laughs> we appreciate you calling, man. We you know this is the first time we actually took a call. We weren't even sure how we were gonna make it work, but it's.
2: <laughs> I think it's, that went well. It's
0: two in the morning right now, <laughs> and you know somebody was willing to call, so we definitely appreciate that, and we don't you know take that for granted. We wanted to jump on the opportunity. Um, So,
1: Jaquan, you have yourself a good night. Hey, man, Um, uh, call back next week with another hot take. Yeah, thanks for listening, (laughs) though.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Look, I wanted to say one more thing. For sure. I think you you guys got to think about the key. The key to the the voting, remember, people vote for the MVP. It's the storylines, man. Right. So if Kyrie comes out and balls, and let's say even if he doesn't have a better season than LeBron— if it's close enough, yep. they're gonna give it to That's us. That's smart. Just That's like smart. Rose in twenty eleven.
1: That's how it is. Okay. That's how yeah. yeah we all know about Rose <laughs> in two thousand eleven. We all know
3: about that. So yeah, damn, it's, definitely storylines. No, yes, yeah, it yeah, is definitely but, you know, definitely. You guys, thank you so much for the opportunity. I love calling in, you know, just sharing my opinion. It's always fun talking sports. For sure. Hey man, hey.
1: hit us up next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we bro. got you again. <laughs> Yo, I
3: will.
1: Be easy, man.
0: Yeah, you too. You got to take it easy. Bet. Yeah, so there was um, Jaquan. We definitely appreciated that.
1: Um, Before we started to wrap it up, there was one last topic I wanted to get into that I thought it was really – I feel like we had a lot of good topics to talk about tonight. I know we had a lot of catching up to do, but um, it is about Russell Westbrook, who we are waiting to hear – um, I I believe OKC actually I think it came out that they did offer him a max deal, but Russ hasn't uh, signed anything yet. Um, but Jordan Brand, uh, uh, who who Russ is signed to, mm-hmm. they he inked a ten year extension to be essentially the face of Jordan Brand for the next ten years and probably afterwards as well. Um, and I was wondering how we don't know uh, how much money he's making off of it it, it wasn't disclosed but how does this affect uh, how his NBA contract situation plays out mm. because if he's getting a 10-year deal from Jordan Brandt uh, which we may assume is probably one of the the biggest endorsement deals um, in sports history I would I would assume Because of he's he's a global face for a global brand. Um, If OKC offers the max, who's to say? Maybe Russ goes somewhere else. Even if they don't offer the max, because he's good, he's got that money behind him.
0: Now, but at the same time,
1: we know how loyal he is. Exactly. My thing with that. But it was just something interesting. Obviously. um,
0: Okay, so here's the situation. If next year Russell Westbrook realizes that this is going to work with Paul George, but it might take something else, and they need to make space for Cap, he'll take less than a max. He deal. Re-
1: he could take a pay cut but, because he's getting that Jordan money.
0: But I don't think he looks at the Jordan money as as okay, you don't have to pay me as much. And I, I know that OKC is not looking at this Jordan deal like, you know, maybe we can offer him something less of the max. OKC is going to offer him the max. And obviously, if, if like I said, if another player maybe can help them and if they can reach an agreement with a pay cut there, they can do it. But just to keep this team or if Paul George leaves to L.A. or wherever he leaves to, if he leaves... He's not going to take anything short of a max deal because that's not what he deserves. He's worth it's, nothing less. It, look at the stats. You can't you can't offer this guy anything less than a max
1: deal. The only motherfucker to average a triple double for the whole season and he's the the reigning MVP. I think he is worth the max, but I don't know. It was just it the no, the, a, the, a the a topic good, to me was so intriguing that, that because interesting. I feel like there's probably so much money in that endorsement deal that the thought crossed, like, what if it, like, it could essentially, like, influence the league in a way where maybe, where Russ has the power, he really has the power in his hands to make any decision he wants yeah. at this point.
0: Yeah. But it shows you with players like LeBron James reaching a lifetime Nike deal for a billion dollars. Right. I don't give a damn. It's all hypothetical. My, it's just fun my to talk money. About. You know, yeah, so of course.
1: It's of a course. hypothetical uh, situation, um, but... Thought it was interesting.
0: So yeah, that about wraps it up for this week. Um, you know, once again, thank you guys for listening. I know we had a little longer podcast than normal, but this we, is the we first, had to catch up. First one in two weeks. I felt like we haven't recorded in a year. I
1: know.
0: Um, Episode number five. Like I said, with everybody dealing with um, backlash off Hurricane Irma, we hope that you know your situation can get resolved as quickly as possible. Um, if you don't have power still, you know, hopefully you guys are pushing through and, and finding, you know, your means to eat or whatever. You know, everyday life goes on, so we can't just act like nothing happened. I know you wake up from a storm and the next day it's beautiful out, but some people are really dealing with um, family issues and everything like that. So if there's anything, like I said, if there's anything we can do to help, you know, hit us up in comments or whatever, bro.
1: You know, we're Floridians. We, we bounce back and we're built for this. We know how it is. So just next week, we'll be back. We will. Same time. Bet.
2: I think we got kicked out because we're a group of black people. And, like, I guess people, what's going on in America, they're afraid we're going to say something or do something. But we just really want to watch the rally. And to get kicked out because we're a group of black people is really crazy. It shows you how racist our own school is, that we can't even go to our own school. Fuck down, try. Fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, I like white folks, but I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood wanna fight you Surprise El Chopper ain't tried to snipe you Surprise the nation of Islam ain't tried to find you Have a rally out LA, we gon' fuck it up Home of the ride and King Ride, we don't give a fuck Black students, ejected from your rally what? I'm ready to go right now, your racist ass did too much I'm about to turn Black Panther don't let Donald Trump win that nigga cancer. He too rich, he ain't got the answers. He can't make the for this country, he gon' crash us. No, we can't be a slave for him. He got me appreciate nobody more. Way more. Hey Donald, and ain't one that follows, you gave us your reason to be president, but we hate you fuck, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. I don't like your yeah, ass. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, I fuck really Donald like Trump. Trump Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump Yeah Nigga, am I tripping? Let me know I thought all that Donald Trump bullshit was a joke Know what they say when rich niggas go broke Look, Reagan so cold, Obama so ho Donald Trump spent his trust for money on the vote I'm from a place where you probably can't go Speaking for some people that you probably ain't know, this pressure built up and it's probably gonna blow. And if we say go, then they probably gonna go. If you vote Trump, then you probably all dope. And if you like me, then you probably ain't know. And if you been in jail, you could probably still vote. If we let this nigga win, we gon' probably feel broke. You build walls, we gon' probably dig holes. And if no have do win, you gon' probably get smoked. Fuck Donald Fuck you. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump, yeah, fuck Donald Trump, yeah, fuck Donald Trump, yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump, yeah, fuck Donald Trump, yeah. I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Yeah. Mark my words. Yeah. Hold up, I fuck with Mexicans, gotta plug with Mexicans When a little need a switch, who I call Mexican? Yeah. This comedy central, ass nigga, come be the president Hold up, Nip, tell the world how you fuck with Mexicans It wouldn't be the USA without Mexicans And if it's time to team up, shit, let's begin Black love, brown pride, and the sense again White people feel the same as my next again Let this nigga win, God bless the kids God bless the kids, this nigga wicked and weird When me and Nip link, that's Bloods and Crips When yeah. your LA rally, we gon' crash your shit Fuck down, try. Fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah.